Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the August 26th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 1960 through 1964 of the Catechism. 1960. The precepts of the natural law are not perceived by everyone clearly and immediately. In the present situation, sinful man needs grace and revelation, so moral and religious truths may be known by everyone with facility, with firm certainty, and with no admixture of error. The natural law provides revealed law and grace with the foundation prepared by God and in accordance with the work of the Spirit. 2. The Old Law 1961 God, our Creator and Redeemer, chose Israel for himself to be his people and revealed his law to them, thus preparing for the coming of Christ. The law of Moses expresses many truths and naturally naturally accessible to reason. These are stated and authenticated within the covenant of salvation. 1962. The old law is the first stage of revealed law. Its moral prescriptions are summed up in the Ten Commandments. The precepts of the Decalogue lay the foundations for the vocation of man fashioned in the image of God. They prohibit what is contrary to the love of God and of neighbour and prescribe what is essential to it. The Decalogue is a light offered to the conscience of every man to make God's call and ways known to him and to protect him against evil. God wrote on the tablets of the law what men did not read in their hearts. 1963 According to Christian tradition, the law is holy, spiritual and good, yet still imperfect. Like a tutor, it shows what must be done, but does not of itself give the strength, the grace of the Spirit to fulfil it. Because of sin, which it cannot remove, it remains a law of bondage. According to St. Paul, its special function is to denounce and disclose sin, which constitutes a law of concupiscence in the human heart. However, the law remains the first stage on the way to the kingdom. It prepares and disposes the chosen people and each Christian for conversion and faith in the Saviour God. It provides a teaching which endures forever like the Word of God. 1964 The old law is a preparation for the gospel. The law is a pedagogy and a prophecy of things to come. It prophesies and presages the work of liberation from sin which will be fulfilled in Christ. It provides the New Testament with images, types and symbols for expressing the life according to the Spirit. Finally, the law is completed by the teaching of the sapiential books and the prophets which set its course towards the new covenant and the kingdom of heaven. There were, under the regime of the old covenant, people who possessed the charity and grace of the Holy Spirit and longed above all for the spiritual and eternal promises by which they were associated with the new law. Conversely, there exist carnal men under the new covenant, still distanced from the perfection of the new law, the fear of punishment, and certain temporal promises have never been, have been necessary, even under the new covenant, to incite them to virtuous works. 
In any case, even though the old law prescribed charity, it did not give the Holy Spirit, through whom God's charity has been poured into our hearts. Very well, we're looking here at the old law, the Old Testament. Um, this is actually using Jewish terminology. The, um, the Jews often talk about the Torah, the law, particularly for the first five books of the, of the Bible. But we kind of do this for the whole, um, the whole Old Testament. We call it the old law. And this old law is not old as in being somehow or other not good anymore, but as old as in it is from the Old Testament and will be fulfilled in the New Testament. And the old law is very much, I mean, that's a lovely quote from Augustine that, that we had in 1962. God wrote on the tables of the law what men did not read in their hearts. So the natural law is present in every human being. Every person has this natural law inscribed upon their hearts. Then, thanks to the revelation of God in the Old Testament, prior to the coming of Christ, we have uh, two types of scripture. We've got the Old Testament and the New Testament. There is no other type of scripture that the Catholic Church doesn't recognize any other type of scripture as being uh, valid. I mean, the religious writings of other religions can be nice and good, but they're not they're not scripture for us. Um, but so so we have this um, we have this Old Testament that helps us to see what we should already know especially, now there's a bit more to it, but especially the Ten Commandments are something that we should already know that is already inside our nature, that's inside our DNA, that is inside our inner self, that we know that we shouldn't do these things, we know that we shouldn't kill. We know this. Deep down we know it. But sometimes through sin we haven't noticed it. You know, the same way as that you mightn't notice something about uh, about yourself, even though it is true and it's there, that you mightn't know much about it. And uh, it's the same thing, that this law is inscribed in us and perhaps we don't know it as well as we should. And so in the Old Testament, through especially through Moses, but throughout the Old Testament, uh, God has shown us who we are. He begins to reveal our, us ourselves to ourselves. And then it continues, the, the second part that we were looking at today was talking about how the law is imperfect. The Old Testament law is imperfect because especially what it does is it discloses sin. It's not enough to tell people what to do. This is, I know we're living in a time where people think that they're great. That we think that all you t need is some instructions and you can do whatever. All you need is a YouTube video and you can perform open heart surgery on your mother-in-law. That's all you need. Just somebody to tell you what to do. But morality isn't like that. The Christian morality is a different concept. And part of the Christian morality is this idea, this understanding, that we cannot do it by ourselves. Actually, it's an early church heresy, Pelagianism to say that you can do things by yourself. Pelagius, Pelagius was an English, a, a British monk who had this idea. He was a very good man, a very talented man, a very austere man, a monk. And he said, you can do everything by yourself. It's just, you can pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You can get yourself to heaven. 
you do what you look at what Jesus did and you copy him. This thing I think I said before, this what would Jesus do? You see what would Jesus do in a situation and you copy him. And you do this and you follow the Ten Commandments. And you do this and you'll be fine. The problem is that we can't. That we need the grace of the Holy Spirit. And in a sense, St. Paul says that the Old Testament law is nearly as good for disclosing sin as anything else. That it shows us who we are. It shows us our need for a saviour. And so we move on tomorrow and tomorrow we look at the, at the law of the gospel. But here to see that this law of the Old Testament, the, the Decalogue, the, the Ten Commandments, is something fantastic. But it's not simply a rule book. The Old Testament is not simply God's rule book for us to follow, but is his revealed word that speaks to us of who we are, of who he is, and invites us into a relationship with him. So we'll continue tomorrow, and tomorrow we'll be looking at numbers 1965 through 1970. God bless.